Welcome to Mosaic, the EDC podcast. Mosaic is a place to explore pressing challenges in education, health, and economic opportunity with EDC staff around the world. I'm your host, Burke Ronofsky, senior writer at EDC. Joining me today is Sarah Ivan. Sarah is a prevention specialist at EDC, and I've invited her on to talk about prescription drug monitoring programs, an important tool in addressing opioid and prescription drug misuse across the United States. So Sarah, thank you for coming on today. Thanks so much for having me. So I invited you on today to talk about prescription drug monitoring programs, or PDMPs. And I was wondering if you could tell me about the landscape of PDMPs. So a little bit about what they're supposed to do and also how many states are currently using them. Absolutely. So I think to provide a little bit of context, I should explain a little bit more why we focus on PDMPs. Um, So since 2000, there's been a 200% increase in the rate of overdose deaths involving opioids. And in 2014, 29,000 drug overdose deaths involve some type of opioids. And while heroin is a component of this, um, and and they're involved in 37% of these deaths, other opioids, including many of the commonly prescribed pain relievers, are involved in all the remaining deaths. So PDMPs are a really important piece to prevention um, to make sure that we're targeting the um, the right substances. So tell me a little bit about how PDMPs actually work. So PDMPs work by using technology when a prescriber in a doctor's office is prescribing a a medication or an opioid. They enter that medication into this statewide system um, in order to track the individual patient as receiving that medication. And that information then goes on to the pharmacy. So really, PDMPs are all about monitoring. They're about information sharing so that prescribers, pharmacists, and uh, public health um, are all communicating with each other. So then if, um, if I'm a patient and I go into the pharmacy, the pharmacist should be able to access my personal records to see what medications I've taken out. And then is the pharmacist empowered to then not provide that medication if I've gone over it, or does it vary state by state? So I think that this is one challenge with PDMPs is how to address the information. So we have all of this great information available, but now if a pharmacist recognizes that this patient may have been doctor shopping recently and gone to multiple um, providers to receive the medication, then what tools have we given the pharmacist in order to address that with the patient and or their provider? Um, And in some states, this has started to come about and um, pharmacists are starting to get this information. And this is all about um, prescriber education and and, um, addressing health communication and how we are able to communicate effectively among the different players. Tell me a little bit about how these PDMP programs are being used to actually combat prescription drug misuse across the U.S. So they're being used in lots of different ways. I mentioned data. Um, So data is a huge component to it um, and developing sort of the county level heat map, um, which is considered a a really important way to identify doctor shopping or how people are maybe going from doctor to doctor to seek out prescription opioids um, with the intention to misuse them. or not use them per a medical purpose. So um, we can identify people who might be doing that and and really target prevention efforts um, to reduce overdose deaths. And then is there any evidence that these programs are actually working at the state level? 
Yeah, so there's been quite a bit of work um, done um, in the research. Um, I think this field is really still emerging, um, but there have been a number of studies that show that PDMPs can improve clinical decision making um, and also improve patient care and identify um, and reduce doctor shopping, as I mentioned. And I guess on the prescriber, on the doctor angle, how are these programs being received by doctors and other prescribers? Like, do they do they like them? Are they a little bit wary of them? Or what's the what, what, what are you finding out about this? Well, like a lot of things in medicine, there's a lot of variation. So I've talked to some physicians who feel really fair, favorable towards them. Um, I think it brings up some conflict because um, patients and doctors both want to do the right thing most of the time. They want relief from pain, usually, um, when they're seeking out opioids. Um, and doctors really want their patients to be safe, but at the same time, um, balancing that and being able to communicate back with their patients to, to maintain safety can often be really difficult. So you've been studying the implementation of PDMPs in states. What are some of the most important things that you think states need to do to build programs that are successful and that can also you know, help to address the opioid crisis or the crisis of um, prescription drugs in this country? Yeah, so our team of um, training and technical assistance providers have identified really three main items to make PDMP programs successful. Um, So the first would be to develop partnerships. Um, This would be especially between the health departments, court systems, prescribers, and also state PDMP administrators. Um, So setting up these partnerships early and often, and and it's really all about communication um, and being able to communicate with various agencies to be successful. Um, The second would be to help the community understand the importance of PDMP data. This really goes into the example that I talked about a little bit earlier. Um, When you have a community that supports your efforts um, and understands why this data is important, then um, you're all the more wise um, moving forward. Um, And thirdly, having access to the data can be really challenging. Um, So setting up a data data sharing agreement um, to make sure that you have long-term access to data um, has been especially important. So these would be data sharing agreements between the prevention agencies and within PDMP administrators so you understand the data that you're getting back and that you can secure access easily. Earlier on you said that that PDMPs are really just one part of a larger prevention strategy at the state level. Um, So what gives you hope that, that proper implementation of these programs can really make a difference in terms of what we're seeing for opioid abuse and prescription drug misuse across the country. I'm really hopeful in that there's the available data to back up um, the strategies to move forward. So prescriber education is moving quickly in the U.S. and I think PDMPs uh, stand as a huge piece of of how prescriber education can can work, and and they're just one component of of pulling all of the pieces together. Um, so if you have strong PDMP data that shows you um, where to target your your prescriber education efforts, um, that can be really helpful to move the needle forward so that prescribers are um, safely prescribing opioids. Um, I think that opioids are a an important component to pain management. Um, however we need to make sure that prescribers are able to do that safely and both um, PDMPs and prescriber education allow that to happen. Great. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in today. For more information on PDMPs or EDC's work around the world, please visit our website, edc.org.